0: Alright. Hey Bree. Alright.
1: Hi. Hi. Uh, would you come on over and sit down, please? We're about to start the podcast. Uh,
2: okay, I have sat down now.
1: Bree is sitting down. Hi, I'm Josh Larson.
2: Hi, I'm Bree Boyson.
1: And you're listening to Above, Above the, the Fold, Fold podcast. podcast Episode zero, 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 six. 006. This episode's gonna be, about, be about the, the cloud. cloud. Okay. okay. <laughs> Good work. Oh, I don't know what. To that is do now. called improv. We've been working you on can that. Can
2: read a book about it and learn.
1: Mm-hmm. I know we said it's improv, but we've been working on that for about a week. That little bit that we just did.
2: Yeah. So, what'd you think?
1: It was. It went pretty well, just like we rehearsed.
2: hmm Just like we rehearsed.
1: See, what we're doing now is more improv. Off the cuff, people.
2: So today our main topic is the
1: cloud. The cloud. And what is the cloud? What does it do? And how do you feel about it? Those Especially
2: are, what how do you feel about right,
1: it? Right, the last part is the most important. Yeah. So we're going to answer all those questions and discuss later on this episode.
2: That's right.
1: That's right. But first, what day is it today, Bree?
2: <laughs> today is Wednesday. No
1: way. We usually do this Sunday.
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we were we had a busy weekend. We both went home to our respective families' homes. Yeah. And we were just in a tizzy and didn't get around to doing this on Sunday.
2: Yeah, so we apologize. I know that you were waiting uh, at your desk Monday morning and you didn't get the the new episode of the podcast. So here we are now. Here
1: we are now on a Wednesday.
2: And you'll probably right. hear this on uh thursday
1: or, or a fr- friday, friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's true uh those are two days of the week moving on we have a topic that we are going to talk about and that topic is the things that we we're gonna call this podcast
2: oh, oh yeah that is a subtopic of this podcast which the main topic of this podcast is the cloud, the cloud. But here we go into the subtopic subtopic, subtopic. Um, Names that we were Originally going to call the podcast Now I thought This would be interesting for everyone to hear Because this is really where the creativity Mm -hmm. Blossoms Just
1: really kicks in Mm -hmm.
2: Okay Um, I have it in a A list here in our Google Doc which we'll talk About that Mm -hmm. in the cloud Later in the episode Yep. Here we go the first one we were going to call it, and I'm just going to go on a list, and okay, I'm going to pause go. a little in between, okay? Okay, for, for pause and laughter. It's all about the pauses. Inter- interrupting, capital T-I-N-G. Casual interruptions. Q&A with B and J.
1: I like that one, it rhymes.
2: Fancy fingers, we've got them.
1: <laughs> that one's... The, because we
2: both play,
1: we play keyboard piano. piano. Keyboard piano.
2: kicking IT, capital I-T, with P in parentheses, B and J. <laughs> IT stands for IT, IT information technology, mm-hmm. which we both aren't in.
1: Right, so it would have been weird. Also, there's a P, B, and J theme that I don't quite get.
2: Uh, office reference, but the B and J, and just adding a P for... The sandwich we all love. Okay. Not your average slow jam. Blue Blast.
1: Okay. Is that a flavor of Powerade?
2: (laughs) It's a flavor of sports drink. Okay. Uh, Tastes just like blue. What's a terrarium?
1: That's an inside joke.
2: A lot of these are office references, obviously, you know. Okay. Inbox at capacity. Which is what my my email inbox is always at. Uh
1: huh. All the time.
2: Busy beavers. Okay. The coal walk.
1: Another office reference. I knew that one.
2: Hints of eruptions.
1: Mm
0: hmm.
2: A play on interruptions.
1: Ah. Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> really was going with that one. Right. Soup de jour.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Pound pups. Pound pups. Great steaks. Steaks all in capital letters. Okay. Stocking stuffers.
1: Man, we had a lot of names, <laughs> we didn't we? had
2: so many. <laughs> Average size robots.
1: Uh-huh, that one we actually, we did yeah, a... we did
2: like a mock.
1: We did a demo. a demo. Mm-hmm, a pilot, if you will, yeah. but it's not released to the we public yet.
2: Never to be released mm-hmm. until the day after we die. Until our
1: golden birthday.
2: <laughs> Don't forgetting. <laughs> Gregorian chants. Okay. Okeechobee. All right. And finally to round us off if the salad is on top dot dot dot
1: i send it back yeah. we send it back right
2: um there's nothing after just the three dots
1: oh and so it's just a long awkward pause every time if we the salad is on
2: top yeah we would just do like a two minute pause uh-huh. and then continue. people
1: would check their volume levels and stuff i like it thank you for reading those brie
2: yeah so um that's what we were thinking and then we came up with Uh, Above the Fold Podcast.
1: Yeah, what do you think, people? Do you think we should have gone with a different name or this name? Let's reminisce. Ready?
2: (sighs) Not all at once.
1: Uh, Okay. Okay. All right. That was a a hoot.
2: Um. All right. So I just thought we would talk about what we were going to call the podcast. Um, but maybe we should end that topic, that subtopic, and move into a segment.
1: Okay. I think that is the very rigid thing to do. And we have to stick to our standards. So. Okay. Our first segment will be... How, How are, are you, you doing? doing? <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure what we were going with there, but... I wasn't either. Okay, first, um, Bree. Yeah. Can I ask you a question?
2: Yes. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Josh. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Uh, you
1: hit me. Okay. With the broom.
2: How How are you doing?
1: You know I'm pretty good. I uh, did a bunch of websites today, and I'm just kind of tired.
2: Good. That's good. That's
1: all we needed. Mm-hmm. Okay take notes
2: okay okay so that's the segment how are you doing
1: brought to you by pedigree the best food for your dog and baby
2: (laughs) Um, and I wanted to give everyone an update I did finish my Nielsen diary okay I sent it back Uh, stamp was prepaid on the booklet lucky licked it sealed it shut
1: (laughs) Did Nailed you even need to lick it, or was it just I a did. posterity thing? Okay. <laughs> cool.
2: I did indeed lick it, and uh, it's sent back now, so I guess we just wait.
1: How long did you have it? One week. A whole week. So seven days of just seven recording days your TV shows. of
2: writing on uh, very thin paper. Okay. And um, it, felt, it felt very old-fashioned to me. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, they asked you to write, I can't remember, but things that maybe weren't included in the diary that you did watch, or I don't know, but shows that you would have watched, but you didn't have time to this week. But I really do think they should have just made a, a, at least a checkbox area for, were you watching Netflix, or were you watching video on your computer? Because mm-hmm. I would have checked that a
1: lot. Yeah, they, it seems like they need to do some updates, and maybe we maybe they're listening right now. Mr. Nielsen? You guys? Or Mrs. Nielsen that's right listen up
2: have we got the deal for you
1: we have a chair and three tv shows and they're all on the internet
2: the chair included in the the deal
1: called today this is above the fold podcast
2: this episode of above the fold podcast is brought to you by carmen and andy's drugs the best drugs you'll find around they smell great make you feel great And that's good for your health. Don't let payment get in the way. Carmen and Andy's drugs won't empty the pocketbook. It's their little way of saying, let today be the first day of the rest of your life. All those other days before? Yeah, they don't count. Carmen and Andy's drugs, for your health. Welcome back to Above the Fold podcast. This is Bree speaking.
1: Hello, Bree. I'm Josh. Hi, Josh. Today, we're talking about the cloud, but first, we have a thing to tell you about that we did um, not this weekend, but last weekend. I just shook my head to the left, inferring that it was in the past.
2: Yeah, I think everybody saw you oh, do it.
1: Okay, I just wanted to uh, help out the heart of hearing. So, uh, the wedding was, we've mentioned it twice already on the podcast before, but it was my friend Devin... And his now wife, hear that, (laughs) wife, Sarah. It was just a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. You were in the wedding.
1: I was in the wedding. I was a groomsman. Um, The wedding took place in Indianola, Iowa, which is about, what would you say, half hour south of Des Moines, 20 to 30 minutes south. Yes, I would Um, say that. Made the trip a couple times. Friday night, there was a rehearsal dinner, Uh, not a, yeah, rehearsal followed by a dinner, And then Saturday was the ceremony, followed by the reception. Um, For those of you who have not been to a wedding before in America, this is how it goes, (laughs) typically.
2: The typical uh, event following Mm -hmm. the other event.
1: What did you think of the uh, Simpson College campus, Brie?
2: I thought it was quaint and it was nice. And it
1: was very, they were doing quite a bit of construction, which, uh, much to the chagrin of the bride and groom, was not helpful for getting guests around, but no, uh, it was no. very pretty campus. Mm-hmm. I, I like Iowa state's campus being my alma mater, but if I had to pick my number two fave, it would be uh Simpson. All right. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: cool.
1: We, uh, um, hung out with, uh, other people. Mm-hmm. Um, they may get a shout out louder in this podcast at some yeah. point. Um, they, uh, danced with us? Yeah. On the dance floor.
2: I would say among all dancers out there, and I was taking notes the entire time, we were probably the best of all the dancers. I,
1: yeah, and I compared notes with every uh, other person too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only person I think who might have been better was the DJ. Mm-hmm. He uh, made his way out and danced during the songs.
2: Yeah, and I took a big step back uh, right. to give him his space. And
1: he used that space. He used it right up. So kudos to the DJ for dancing and about nothing else.
2: <laughs> you know who else was a good dancer? Who? Was that little boy?
1: He was that so really good.
2: Just wobbled
1: it. He loved wobbling. He was wobbling <laughs> long after the wobble <laughs> was over playing. So uh, it was like some like slower tune, and he was just wobbling, wobbling. along to it. Yeah. One of my favorite dances with you was the uh, Macklemore's um, uh, thrift shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where uh, we looked at each other and said, this is our song. And we just held each other tightly and and slowly, slowly moved across the dance floor as everyone else was dancing It was, was the dancing
2: slowest fest. of all slow dances. It was
1: like we were hardly moving. We mm-hmm. were just pretty much standing there hugging on the dance floor. I feel
2: like we got some good looks,
1: though. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pop some tags. <laughs> So it was pretty great. Uh, thanks for getting married, Devin. Go ahead and do that uh, every summer. Yeah. Because I wouldn't mind it. Mm-hmm. Just this party. hmm Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all I have to say about that.
2: Yeah. Um, let's do another segment. Okay. And it is called Wish List.
1: Wish List. What is the segment, Bree? Wish List. Wish List
2: wish list okay okay (laughs) this is what are you wishing for right now if you could wish for anything
0: Mm -hmm.
2: what would you wish for
1: okay do i start or, or you start um i'll start okay my wish list includes my feet so here's the deal about a year ago i was in the mall and I bought a pair of sandals for about $15. Flip-flop sandals, mm-hmm. thong sandals, if you will.
2: The thongs. The thongs. I know what you
1: mean. Mm-hmm. They have served me quite well for about one calendar year. I was just touching them the other day, though. Well, I, was, I wear them pretty much every day to work now because it's super cash, summer time. You know. They're, I pretty much worn them. They're like a piece of paper. They're really thin.
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, I think that they were a lot thicker when I originally bought them.
2: You've just worn them out. I've worn them
1: out. And so it's like I'm starting to kind of feel it, you know. Everything, I feel every little rock underneath my foot.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But here's my dilemma. I don't want to go buy a new pair of sandals. It's August, for Pete's sake. Heavens to Betsy.
2: Well, Pete told me that he doesn't care, and he says go for it. Oh,
1: okay. I didn't realize that Pete was on the cool low with that. (laughs)
2: Um, oh, I but that's like my wish. It yeah. May, well, do you think it's going to remain warm out? What's, uh, what's the weather going to be like What is the weather at like work? How does it, what is weather? Who do we ask for the forecast of the next month?
1: OK, Google. Oh, that didn't work. Siri? Let's try an OK Google for the weather. OK, Google. OK, Google. Is it going to be warm out tomorrow?
2: tomorrow
1: in Des Moines expect a high of 73 degrees and a low of 64 degrees yeah there's some rain showers scheduled too I'm not feeling good about wearing sandals tomorrow so maybe uh maybe my days of sandals are over
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah anyway that's my wish that's your wish and if it would come true that's not a really even wish but if I had a new pair of sandals right now I would be, it could be something
2: you want yeah right a okay. wish.
1: A wish that's my wish list
2: my wish for me okay so my wish on my wish list is that um, so it's the month of August and in the month of August you can send an email over to SNL in New York and you can enter to win tickets for their uh, SNL lottery The lottery. I don't know if I just explained that right at all. I think you did. You can enter the lottery to win tickets. Right.
1: And lottery meaning like.
2: Totally. Like a regular lottery. You're probably not going to win. The odds
1: are not in your favor.
2: Yeah. Um, But I did send them an email. And guys, if you're listening, I would love a couple tickets. Yeah. Josh and I could go. We could
1: go and see the Saturday Night Live. We would just say
2: hi to everyone, give them a hug. Give them just a quick hug. Quick kiss. kiss. And 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 we'd leave, you know. We wouldn't overstay our welcome.
1: Wouldn't touch a soul.
2: So um, I'd really like to get some tickets to that someday because I'd really like to see it. There's Mm -hmm. also a comedy show thing what have you in new york city in the beginning of november
1: yeah called
2: nyc comedy
1: fest or something fest. Yeah. yeah that would be fun i was looking do. it
2: up um
1: tig notaro will be there
2: she will she mm-hmm. will be there along with a lot of other comedians and um i would like to go see them okay So that is on my wish list. Those things are on my wish list.
1: Wish list. Santa, you heard them. And go get your chicken berries. All right.
2: Well, we're going to take another break, uh, talk with our sponsors here, and then we'll be back to talk about
1: the the cloud. cloud.
0: Hi, my name's Bernie Wallace. I used to sell telephone books until I sold on November. And this week I'm here to give you uh, small tips and advice for the Iowa State Fair coming up this week here in the state of Iowa. Uh, the first thing you want to do when you're packing for the Iowa State Fair, make sure you gathered a small fanny pack for any small tokens and any maps and, and small box of ice cream that you would like to stick in your fanny pack. Uh, make sure it's it's Durable, but safe. Uh, you'll want to pack at least 5 dollars quarters for the slot machines. When you get to the fair, there will be a man standing outside the fairgrounds asking you for quarters. Do not give him more than three, but no fewer than two quarters. Uh, walk directly into the fair. I'm standing on the side of the carousel. I will be wearing a trench coat, and I'll have small magazines for you to purchase in bulk or in singles. My assistant, Doris, will be there as well. I
2: love... There
0: start there. That's my wonderful assistant, Doris. We'll both be at the Iowa State Fair this week and next week, too, and even after it's finished. Welcome back to Above the Fold
1: Podcast. This is Josh.
2: This is Bree.
1: And today, we're talking about... The, the cloud. cloud. The Cloud is a nebulous in the sky made of mist and air and sunlight and water,
2: together, as one, for always, and ever,
1: sometimes the cloud rains, sometimes it snows,
2: sometimes it doesn't do anything,
1: and that is on your nose, the cloud, cloud. but that's the wrong definition of the cloud, today (laughs) we're talking about a computer cloud. (laughs) A
2: a computer cloud. Uh Uh-huh.
1: It's made of computers. No, I'm just Mm -hmm. kidding. Uh, No, I was serious. It's actually made of computers.
2: The cloud is not a tangible thing. Right. The cloud, what would you say? Is it a giant storage? It's not.
1: Well, it's more.
2: Let's go over. What is the cloud? What is the cloud?
1: Okay. I think the cloud is a concept. So like you said, it's not a tangible thing. You can't touch it. You can't buy it.
2: You can't lick it.
1: You can't lick it. One nugget.
2: Don't try.
1: Don't even try. You heard the lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the cloud is is a, like a structure. Um, it's made up of essentially what it boils down to is, is it's made up of hard drives distributed across know um, certain geographical bounds. So it's not really up in the sky, but it's living in a server farm somewhere on the planet. So you might hear people say, I'm going to save it to the cloud, or that lives in the cloud. Um, what that means is it probably lives on a server somewhere. In fact, probably a set of servers um, co-located somewhere across the world, distributed um, so and we'll so talk about your, that a little your bit.
2: information can live in multiple places. Right. In yeah. case something happens right. And you need it and it's not available one place, but the other place gives it to you.
1: Right. Yeah, so that's redundancy and that is a good thing to have when you're dealing with your data. Um, but first, maybe let's let's talk about some examples of the cloud.
2: Right. So, when we collaborate on things, and when you collaborate with other people on the same things,
1: the (laughs) uh, internet,
2: um, we use Google Drive. Yeah. So, that is something that utilizes the cloud. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to sound like I know everything.
1: You know more than me. Well, no, you are absolutely right, Brianne. You can go sit down now. Okay, thank you. Just kidding. The Gmail is one thing. The Gmail,
2: yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gmail, uh, pretty much most of Google's services live on Google's servers, which are, in essence, a cloud model. Okay. Um, I don't know the specifics, but I would assume that my document that we're looking off, it's your document that you made, but this boils down to an actual, like, uh, entry in a database somewhere. Um, and that database isn't just in one spot. It's in... in, um, in where is Google's office located? Um, Valley... Altoona. No, Green Mountain. I'm an idiot. Somewhere in California, in Altoona, Iowa. Uh, they're distributed. And um, the point is that they don't live on our hard drive. They might temporarily... But there, we're pulling it off the internet and and recreating a local copy.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so yeah, that's it's Google Drive is a really common use. Um, our my my company uses that. Um, I, I at my office, I use it almost exclusively for any sort of document writing, uh, or spreadsheets, or um, even sharing folders and pictures sometimes videos even you can upload to Google Drive and share them with anyone in the world with the with the sharing of one link um, so that like if my computer were to go down um, we can I can jump on a different computer or my phone even and pull up that document I was literally just working on mm-hmm. and that's one of the beauties of the cloud. Um, Yeah, and uh, along with Google Drive, Gmail is another – and really any mail service. So, yeah, you use Yahoo a lot, right? I do. I use Yahoo. Um, I think Outlook has the Microsoft 365 or, like, hosted Outlook service. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure that's on some sort of cloud distributed system. Uh, That's probably not in one single location. Uh, So have we decided that, like, the cloud – the definition of the cloud is, like, it's – that means it has to be in more than one location and it's not living on a, your computer, right? Right. Okay.
2: Yep. Virtual, I don't know. Virtual copies. Yes. Multiple places. Yes. Um, web hosting. Mm
1: hmm.
2: Cloud. Uh, you're going to hear it a lot. <laughs> yes. Um, what would you say are benefits and drawbacks of hosting your website? On the cloud.
1: Yeah, so um, there, I think you you see it advertised a lot there. If you're out there like me looking for web hosting and and comparing plans, uh, there is, I think Media Temple offers a grid service, and that's kind of their version of a cloud Uh, that's a very distributed system with uh, your site living multiple locations and pulling from different hard drives. uh, web hosting, in particular, I'm not sure that that is so much in the cloud more than it's a living on. It's it's more of living on one system. So if you are using HostGator, that's technically, excuse me, it's one server, uh, along with a bunch of other people who are using that same server in GoDaddy or in HostGator's server farm. Now maybe they have copies in their individual one, but. Um, on that case, it's like the the hardware is very s- specific to the software versus Google Drive where it's like any file and it could be stored in any environment, anywhere type of thing. So, um, But for websites, developing um, and sharing code is something that is very doable in the cloud.
2: What do you mean by that?
1: Well, here's what I mean by that. I... Uh, use version control, uh, specifically Git. Git that lets you check out any code change that you have done and track your revisions. It also lets you collaborate with other people. Now, the most popular service for uh, Git uh, remote repository sharing is GitHub. So if you go to github.com, you'll learn a lot about Git and how it's shared. But when I push something to GitHub, uh, another one is Bitbucket. It's essentially GitHub, but it's a different service. And they let you have free private repositories. I push my code up there to um, one of those places. My code, the master copy of my code is always going to live there. Um, And that code is like the template of my site. That doesn't contain the database of my site, so that's also really helpful if I need to collaborate on something, uh, and or my computer gets stolen or something. I can pull down the most recent copy of my site, continue editing it, and then continue updating the live version on the the web server somewhere. Okay. Yeah, so that's um, pretty neat. And I'm really glad that I adopted that practice when I started out kind of doing websites. So um, I can, and I can actually go back and look over the last two years, three years of doing websites and, and see um, all the changes I've made every, you know, and, and each the code at every little checkpoint. So that's kind of neat to be able to do with um, cloud code, if you will. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's very important to web developers um, today to be checking your code in, at least off-site somewhere. Even if it's a server at your company, uh, putting your code in one place and being able to export it. And not being reliant on having it live on one machine. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You can see a lot of benefits to that.
1: Totally. Well, maybe we can talk about some disadvantages, too.
2: Yeah, what would... The cloud. So what are the drawbacks to using the cloud? Do you know of any?
1: Yeah. So um, one in particular comes to mind uh, is that you have to use the cloud the right way. Um, if you're building a web service, for example, if I go make a, a, uh, an app that lets you share dog photos, which probably exists. In fact, there's something called Instagram, which lets okay. you show, solve, share any photos and just tag them as and dogs. And you know what? What?
2: Instagram, that is on the cloud. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh,
2: Together, we will we learn, will learn about, about
1: the internet. The internet. So um, if I make a service like a dog sharing app, I'm gonna to need to have, like I mentioned, code, which I can put into a repository. Um, that's pretty safe. I need to have a web server, and um, that's gonna live on whatever hardware I need to live it, have it live on. That's really just only gonna execute what code I have. So that's pretty safe. I can spin up any new web server across the world, and it's gonna look the same. Um, especially when it comes to having a bigger user base where you're where you're running multiple instances of a server to offload your balance or balance your load, I guess.
2: Load balancing. Load
1: balancing is exactly the term.
2: I've learned that this year.
1: Okay. That's you've heard of this stuff then. It's awesome.
2: I have a little.
1: Okay um Uh. the uh but the the key thing though is um my database so imagine i have a database full of everyone's cat pictures and then i have storage uh so when someone uploads or sorry dog pictures when someone uploads a dog picture that has to be stored somewhere uh the probably one of the most popular places right now amazon the popular online uh market actually has a subdivision called Amazon Web Services, which actually services a lot of the world's biggest apps. They have something called S3 for storage, so you can uh, purchase storage space and use their API to store whatever you want there, Um, and they just charge you for number of bytes and number of transfers and bandwidth and stuff. And... So I would probably use that. I would use Amazon Web Services. Um, I would use a, a EC2, it's called, for essentially loading up instances of servers to serve that stuff. And then they have a, um, a database, so like a MySQL database that you could also serve, um, store the data on, so where the pictures are located, what your users' names are, that type of thing so this is all in the cloud this is whoa this, this is, is
2: way crazy up there in the cloud right yeah, now we right are just now, so far up it's in the just cloud so Gosh.
0: far i can hardly breathe up here
2: let's just go back though okay to something like instagram mm-hmm. millions of people are uploading pictures of right. their dogs how how does it balance all of that content is it just a huge storage amount i mean how does that even work
1: that I don't really know the answer to. Okay. Here's what I think happens. So you have people uploading thousands of pictures every second, I imagine. Right. Which is a ton of traffic. Like one web server um, is running on a, on a computer, and there's only so many instances of that server answering requests. So imagine there 30 people go to a website at the same time and there's, that server is running on one computer, that computer has to fire up 30 processes just to respond to each of those requests. Now, eventually, you're going to run out of both CPU power, which is your, your brain, your processor, and you're going to run out of um, memory, so that's your temporary storage, like remembering how to do things. That's going to run out pretty quick, even at, you know, at 30 people. Imagine thousands of people not only uploading pictures but reading pictures and so like you mentioned before a load balancer is necessary you have um, a number of servers running simultaneously across different data centers along with database servers um, and cache servers so that it doesn't have to do a database read every time and a load balancer interprets the traffic to any given resource and splits it up to different data centers so that no single data center is going to be bogged down by a lot of traffic.
2: So a lot of hands in the kitchen.
1: A lot of hands in the kitchen on the knives mm-hmm. is what we're saying. Yeah. So that's really important. And that is for people um, who are a lot smarter than me to figure out. But someday it would be kind of fun, you know, to, le- to learn about the infrastructure. Mm-hmm to kind of get back to what I was mentioning before and it has to do with this is that there's a company called Code Spaces and um, I have the article pulled up right here it's a company out of the UK um, very, really recently um, fell victim to an awful kind of ransom um, hijacking attack uh, it sounds like what happened so this um, company was using Amazon Web Services like I mentioned before they had an EC2 instances running there um, their servers, they had data on the same service, all that stuff. Um, code Spaces is like, it helps you save your code and well, kind of like what I mentioned before GitHub or Bitbucket. Um, that's where they were essentially another provider of that. So it's kind of scary that this happened to them. Mm-hmm. But they essentially, their console for Amazon Web Services, their logins got hacked. And so, because Codespaces had not been doing any off-site backups, they hadn't been doing like daily backups or um, making it so there's no single point of fail- failure so that like a hacker logs into your account and deletes everything, um, you could still roll back, you know, ideally to at least mm-hmm. a- an hour before or something. they didn't have any of that. So what the hacker did was they did a distributed denial of service or, D-D-O-S attack mm. oh yeah pretty much takes down your your, um, your website uh, they, it's not good no they got logged in they were um, then requesting that they pay a ransom to get access back to their company um and a lot of times it's kind of like the United States position on terror. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Um, a lot of tech companies don't want to give in to the demands of these people because you're just fe- feeding the flame, you know. So they didn't, and then the uh, culprit got in and uh, literally just deleted all their data and all their users' data, and the company had to shut down. And so the code spaces is like, sorry, we're just out of business now. Um, that's awful Yeah, that's four, like four people who are working at the company So that's four jobs that they couldn't That that people lost and, and uh, terabytes of data gone Yeah So if you're going to use the cloud, it's great For like what we mentioned, the load balancing and splitting off resources But you also have to be smart about it because that could also go down If someone gets to the right uh, account logins Very
2: Any true Any other
1: downfalls that you can see, Bree?
2: I can't.
1: What about when you are on the road and you want to get to a file on Google Drive?
2: All of those times?
1: All those <laughs> times when you're camping in a tent?
2: <laughs> when I want to get to a file, well, I just pull out my mobile device <laughs> and I say, Siri, let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Yeah. Wanna, um,
2: what are you getting at there? That is that
1: you? the cloud requires a constant internet connection, pretty much.
2: Yes, um, that would be true.
1: Mm-hmm. That's I think that's probably the biggest downfall besides that what I mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's actually more relevant to a lot of users is that, like, my parents are using satellite internet, and you know how slow that is, and mm-hmm. it's um, so much is in the cloud now, and like movies and TV shows, and Netflix. Netflix used Amazon web mm-hmm. servers for the longest time. Um, Instagram uses them for all the pictures. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, but all that stuff has to be downloaded. It can't just live on a CD or a hard drive anymore. So if you do want to use stuff in the cloud, which is increasingly more and more services, you have to have the internet to support it. So either a fast internet connection or inter- any internet connection at all. Right. Right. So if you're in a place with bad service with your phone and you can't, log in and get that document you needed for a meeting, then you're kind of hosed. Yeah. So that's kind of a downside of the cloud as well.
2: Well, I feel like we've really covered it.
1: Yeah. How how are you feeling now that we've talked about pluses and drawbacks to the cloud?
2: I'm feeling pretty good. Um... All of Adobe's products are now in the cloud, so you have to download them right
1: to right. get them. You don't and get pay, CDs anymore,
2: pay a monthly fee. Yep. I don't, I just I have the old software on my laptop,
1: so mm-hmm. I do the monthly fee thing, and it's yeah. kind of a bummer that you have to pay every month. But I guess in the long run, you're always getting the latest software. And mm-hmm. uh, but I tell you, those downloads are like they're multiple gigabytes, so you gotta like plan accordingly and let your computer run overnight gosh so that's tricky mm-hmm. but i'm glad that i don't also have to find a cd drive since um my computer doesn't Those have a cd drive anymore yeah that's I, th- I, mean, I have the
2: last model yeah you do mm-hmm. the
1: mac that's the last
2: un- one that off the off the shelf
1: That is literally kidding. the very last piece of the equipment that they sold yeah that's you know what my
2: dad told me? What? Was that the aluminum, or the casing of MacBook Pros and Mac products, I think it has, does it have nickel in it or nickel. something? I can't remember. Now I feel like I should have prepared what I'm about to say. But anyway, <laughs> he said it was, give, it was giving people rashes. Oh. So there could be a little, uh, I don't know, recall. Something, or something. They might release a new
1: mm-hmm.
2: aluminum. I don't know. Anyway.
1: Well, um, that's all been very interesting to talk about with the internet and the clouds and weddings.
2: And weddings. Um, Thanks for joining us. Uh, Make today great.
0: And And
1: tomorrow even better.
2: (laughs) And stay above above the the fold. fold.